0: Welcome to the cult of comics.
1: the comics podcast the only show where the price of admission is the same as the price of submission i'm your host tyler brown are you curious are you bi-curious are you feeling oppressed for being a cis white male in america yes i am there's too many gay characters in comic books oh my god i am sean walsh you're british turf 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 island turf island turf war and (laughs) cunts And, of course, we also have the wholesome, handsome hub-a-loo, hub- hu- Hullabaloo, Josh Craven. How's it going? Um, hubalicious. Hubbalicious. Fergalicious. You got it. Ba-ba-ba-ba. You got it. Yeah. yeah, we got it. It's in there. It's somehow done. Um, this is Monday, October 11th, 2021, and this is our Comic Book Club episode. And we are going to talk to you about some of the comic books that we read this week. Starting off with a list of number ones that have come out today. Or, I'm sorry, uh, this week. Starting off, we're going to talk about We Have Demons number one uh, by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. uh, Released on Comixology. Immediately, right off the bat, it's exactly what I expect from a Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo book. But, still good.
0: It was it's probably the best thing Snyder's released in a few years at least.
1: Yeah. Uh, a few, I mean
2: I, I enjoy the uh, I think the uh, demons are a bit cleaner than what we're getting in uh, I can't even think of the name of the comic.
1: I, I was actually just going to say the same thing, I'm still enjoying it but it's the, the shade with the people and they turn into the things with the darkness, darkness. Noctara. It's all, Noctara, that's Tera. it.
2: This is Greg Capullo, and that's Tony S. Daniels? Yes.
1: Yes, correct. Yeah.
2: But I, I think um, I like so, these demons a bit more. They're a bit more colorful. They're not as dark.
3: Yeah,
1: well, I mean, that's Greg Capullo. I mean, he's got a very unique art style. You know, it's very comic booky while still being yeah. very, like, heavy metal. Um, yeah. I so, kind of get,
2: like, the Hellhounds from uh, Ghostbusters kind of vibe. Yeah. Okay.
0: I literally I watched I that it. movie last night. So good. Yeah.
2: Still a classic.
3: I'm so excited for the Um, new one. So
1: this is the story of a young woman named uh, Dilla, uh, nicknamed Armadillo. Her real name is Jill? Jan? Dark? Darcy? Daria? Cleanus? I don't remember. Anyways, uh, this one armed uh, young woman who was raised by a uh, preacher in Florida, Uh, and the Hunting for Demons, basically. Um, That's kind of like a really basic over-summary here, but uh, this is one of the first bit of comic books that has actually been released uh, by Scott Snyder, specifically through Comixology. Uh, It's going to be one of the new uh, standards that might be moving forward uh, for comic books. It is being digital first, uh, and then it will be physically released by Dark Horse Comics uh, later on. Mm. Um,
2: Guys, what did you think?
0: well i already said i think it's the best thing he's released in years
2: yeah yeah it's pretty good we get a double-sized issue to start off with almost double-sized it's uh 38, 38 pages but that includes the title page yeah credit which is page. like a big old splash yeah so it, it's basically two issues uh, to yeah. start off with even though it's in chapters so there's three chapters in here
0: mm-hmm. yes yes I think it's yep. a lot of fun. There's great action in it. The characters are well written. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of something I can't quite place. What do you mean? Another story. It's triggering something in my brain, but I can't quite reach is it what just it is. Great
2: like Capullo artwork.
0: No, something about like a daughter being dragged into something like a war because Kick-ass.
1: her father. Well, this does remind me very creepily of that Matthew McConaughey movie where he was raised in a religious cult, basically, uh, and they hunted demons. Well, they hunted demons, but it was like... hunted demons? You don't remember no, that movie? Something... It was a really weird I thought experience. you were
2: going to talk about, like, the free state of something Jones or whatever.
1: I don't even know what that is. Hmm. No, the one I'm thinking
0: Matthew of
2: more
1: fantastical
0: like this one is. Hmm.
2: Um... I don't know, I kind of get, I mean, maybe you get some, like, Witchblade vibes.
1: I mean, yeah, I definitely get a little bit of that, but um, not a, but in, like, fucking yeah, ton. Because
2: she's got, like, she's got the arm kind of like Witchblade, but it's not forming around her. You do see okay. the demons kind of doing that kind of webbing.
1: Let me see if here if I can find the movie. You guys keep going.
2: Yeah. yeah so, so it jumps deals. around for the origin story quite a lot. Let's start over here. No, let's start over here. Yeah. Maybe we'll start here. It
0: does that kind of unreliable narrator type thing.
1: The movie is called Frailty. It is a 2001 psychological horror film starring Bill Paxton, Matthew McConaughey, and Powers Booth. It marks uh, Paxton's directorial debut. The plot focuses on the strange relationship between two young boys and their fanatically religious father who believes that he has been commanded by God to kill demons disguised as people. Wrong kid, dad. Yep, that one. Well that's you're you're quoting the John C Rowley film but yeah anyways. Yeah. Um it, this has a lot of that same vibe. I'll I'll send the uh, Wikipedia to you uh, yeah. in the group chat guys. It is a weird movie. It's really 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 heavy but uh interesting. Um mm-hmm. A lot of that uncertainty about like the moral rights and wrongs and how insane do we feel when you say that uh, unreliable narrator, that's immediately what I first thought of. Also, this takes place in Florida and this
2: other one takes place in the Deep South. So, yeah. you know, same thing. I don't but really different. think about unreliable narrator, just a narrator that can't figure out where to start the story. Yeah. It's, it's very much uh, conversation, very much conversation instead of being narrated.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like it yeah, started over here. You can tell or, she's talking to someone. But you
2: know what? I do want to. It's like Tyler. I do want to tell you about this other thing that's really obscure. Mm. Maybe we'll she's got ADHD. Maybe or autism. Who knows? Both. Just a hurricane in their
1: mind.
0: But yeah, this definitely felt inspired by the first metal event at DC. Maybe because with like the materials, like the elements and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, that was a little harder to follow when the Halo and Horn were introduced.
0: Yes, yeah, page... basically, Heaven and Hell exist, or not so much Heaven and Hell, but, the like, the demonic power and, like, three. the Halo power exist, and they're basically opposite ends of the periodic um, spectrum. Table. Yeah. So you have Halo, which is just, like, just a I few... know a
2: little bit about science, so I'm just going to cobble this together. <laughs> basically, <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, so the halo only has a mass of less than one proton. Yeah. Its atomic number is 0. So basically it's yeah, lighter than light.
2: A nucleus lights. of subatomic particles. No protons, no neutrons, no electrons. I mean like you could just be electrons. Electrons are so much smaller than protons it could just be the size of an electron, who knows.
0: Scott Snyder just made it up.
2: Yeah. I just just make it sciencey sounding enough. Meanwhile, I mean, we're going to talk about dark ages at, where there's an EMP just being sent through the entire earth.
1: I have come to the conclusion that I don't care too much about how scientifically accurate something is in a story, so much yeah. as I just care about if it's, <laughs> it's en- just engaging. Something yeah it's just something to bullshit about you know like i don't don't get me wrong i definitely like it when i see neil degrasse tyson nitpick apart you know the movie gravity and then Mm he's like why don't they call me i'm free i'm available for a phone call you know like yeah i i enjoyed that and i recognize that but this is a movie about fucking demons you know it's not like i give that much of a shit sorry book about demons
2: yeah so each chapter minus the chapter title page is like 11 pages
3: Mm -hmm.
2: so each chapter is like 12 pages uh i think it worked out really well to put three chapters out at once because there's a lot of dialogue leading up to the first fight and having the entire kind of story right there by chapter three you you basically get like the the whole of the plot by chapter three
0: Mm -hmm. yeah it's better than the Substack model where you're getting like 10 pages a week sometimes
2: mm-hmm. well this is a whole month's worth of comic right here yeah yeah it is and then some
0: it's a complete issue
2: yeah who knows maybe they'll cut it back to two chapters every month after this but getting through to chapter yeah we will probably go the back to just the,
0: like 22 pages a month
2: yeah next time Chap- yeah but chapter three was that sweet spot of where to end the first issue
3: yeah
0: But yeah, I think I... the carrot's good. The detail, the thing about her missing her hand, I think, is a interesting choice. Yeah. it's
1: an interesting point. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, it's
2: definitely a a very interesting creative choice. Um, Do you believe the story about losing her arm? That no. it was just she no. was bit by a snake? No, not at all. She's
0: she's reason. she's gonna be like the merging of like Halo and Horn. She definitely inf- weird. Fucking yeah, she film, got infected yeah. with horn, and her dad cut the hand off.
1: Yeah, her mom was a demon, and yeah. her daddy was a snake, and her uncle was a Cletus, Smell in inside of inside <laughs> He was a uh, a whippy a, a pippy yum boy who loves berries and cream.
2: Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I We're getting enough memes inside this comic anyway. Yeah,
1: we really.
0: Oh are. yeah, uh, I can't remember if I sent it to you guys, but we see. You the... Did. Yeah. The girl of a club getting spoken to in her ear.
2: Yeah,
1: um, that's an old meme too. I don't even page know, fifteen. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a couple years old. I, what I like is this is a very clear declaration that she's bisexual, without like just outwardly. Not another she's one. Bi. <laughs> God, the impression continues. Oh no, Sean's enraged. Sean. Oh no, whatever will he do? The incredible sulk continues his rage. You've triggered I mean, him. Oh no, time to go complain on Reddit. Yeah, Time uh, to go to complain on 4chan about how all the minorities are ruining the UK.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. The The locals are ruining the UK.
2: That's okay. correct. Uh, so we get the story that, you know, there's basically demons and there's... I guess they're basically angels. And that... Uh, sure. The demons keep... The, the demon element keeps kind of raining down but there is a finite amount of the halo element. Yeah. And it requires a bit of faith or some uh, feeling of uh, intense. You got to be at the extreme ends of certain emotions to trigger it. So it, it mixes. It, they do a really good job of blending like all of these myths and legends together and saying, okay, this was part of it any kind of weapon any kind of ancient uh humans or humanoids the asteroid that you know l- took out the dinosaurs the big bang all of these things blend together into this story
3: yeah
1: yeah um there's a lot of references to liam neeson in this yeah there were <laughs> yeah so I, I don't know where that all came from but I mean alright
0: Scott Snyder was sat on the couch one day typed, like writing the script for this and Taken was just on in the background
2: yeah. he's just very passionate that Liam Neeson takes take, keeps taking people out in different vehicles apparently this is his like thing that he wants to rant about but he has no one to tell it to It's you know, good. I'm reminded, you were talking about the
1: design of the demons, I'm actually reminded of, um, shit, what's his name, uh, the guy from Spawn, what's his name, the, he's an old character, he's the clown, the
2: I was gonna say, I was gonna joke about the clown. What the fuck is his name? It has to be the Eviscerator, right? Something like that. Dominator. Something like
1: that. Maybe it is the Dominator. Regardless, uh, I mean, it's very clear that, you know, Greg Capullo was uh, an artist for Spawn a long while back. And it shows out really well here. Um, it is it, it, This is honestly a big reason why he's one of my favorite artists of all time. Um, story-wise, it's interesting. I mean, I'm curious to see what's going to happen next. Um, did you guys have any other, like, noticing, like, things that you noticed or crazy thoughts about this?
2: Well, there were no demons... Ripping people's heads out through their asses, even though it promised that, in the uh, literally in the first warning. page, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that it's nice they put that trigger warning there. I didn't. I wasn't sure exactly what to expect. Not that I got triggered or anything, but it was weird to see uh, demon babies just pop out of a demon belly. Like, yeah, and then say shit, fuck balls. Yeah, aren't they cute? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would definitely be uh, pretty grotesque seeing that if they do like a live-action adaptation.
1: I honestly just really want to get this in physical copy more than anything. Like, don't get me wrong, I don't yeah. mind reading stuff digitally, but I just really
2: want to like
1: actually have this in a physical format.
2: If it does come to physical format, it does. I think it they is. should do uh, when it comes to physical format. I think they should opt for the. Uh, trade paperback format versus...
0: They're uh, the releasing single issues. single issues for this one, they've said. Those bastards. I think it for different ones, they are sort of depending on the style of the book for it. But they said for this one, it's going to be single issues.
2: Because if they did single issue, and they don't do, like, a 40-page first issue, they just do chapter one and chapter two, I think they might... Oh, no, it
0: would issue. be a print version of this whole first issue. the digital okay. one.
2: Alright. Anything else on this?
0: Um, the end reminds me of like death metal and metal where she's just like giving them the finger.
3: Yeah.
0: But her facial expression is kind of neutral which is a bit weird with the art there, I think.
2: Yeah. The arm and her face look like they were definitely drawn separate. Yeah. Superimposed over her face. Yeah. That's a little strange.
1: But I mean it's still a fairly good issue. I mean some it strange is. creative choices artistically. I mean it's still you know engaging, it's fun. It's a good first issue. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to do ratings?
0: Uh I'll give it a
1: 8.5. I think that's fair. Um yeah. Do I dock it for originality? I don't know. Josh, what are you going to give it?
2: I, I was I was trending somewhere around 8.5 or 8.25
1: yeah I think I'm gonna oh. go 8.25 it's not horrible it's engaging it's fun it's funny I can't say that I cracked up laughing but god damn it this art is just fantastic you know Um. Mm-hmm. no nah, you know what? I'll go 8.5 <laughs> why not cool yeah cool Cool. 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 Hell yeah. We did it. Um, shall we move on to the next number one that came out this week? Yes. Yes. Sick. A Righteous Thirst for Vengeance, number one, by Rick Remeder and Andre Lima Arruaho. Ar- Aruaho. Aruaho. Are you a ho? You are. Are you a hoe? Slipknot. Um... Ar- Ar- when I- I'm okay, joking. I feel on. like I'm trying, trying to on. say this. I feel like trying to say this guy's last name is like me trying to do a Nixon impression. Arugula. 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 Yeah, that's it. Arugula. Oh, know. you've seen that movie? Good. I'm glad.
2: Yeah, this this is good printing. This material is fantastic. They- yeah, I mean, like, I got a comic earlier this week, last flight out, and this is like magazine flimsy paper. This this is much better material.
3: Well
1: I mean I definitely feel like it's still fragile, but I I I will say that it it's noticeably better quality than most of the other stuff that we've seen out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I this really like is that this the takes second, place in
0: this DC. is the second recommended book I've ever read. The first one was Scumbag number one last year, mm-hmm. which I hated. Hmm. Truly one of the worst books I've ever read.
1: Oh, well, you have bad taste, so messy. Um,
0: This was a lot better. I really like
1: this. I still really enjoy Scumbag. I really liked this. It was a very simple issue.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely setting things up, and you can kind of pick out some stuff, but it still feels like there's something missing in here. It spends a ton of time setting up the atmosphere, like that whole first page, and almost all of the second page before you know things kind of kick in
1: yeah but they can get away with doing that for an independent book you know i mean it's an oversized issue number one that is still only 399 so fuck it it feels a lot there's no advertisements
2: yeah it does like i said yeah it feels thicker because it's a better paper material than some of the other comics
1: man you're right that's really insane i'm i'm actually really surprised Mm
3: -hmm. all
1: right well i mean it feels bigger than usual but i mean i really enjoyed this i thought that (laughs) i think that this is a really good example of show don't tell uh and a really good example of how you can tell a story yeah this book is
0: definitely just letting the art tell the story
1: yeah absolutely and that's exactly what i was going to say like this is the benefit that you get to have from making a comic book is that you get to have the art enhance the story without having the character say that makes me angry you know like this is this is good
2: yeah do you ever make it up to vancouver
1: yeah we actually did uh i was actually going to say this this is really well drawn because this looks like vancouver bc mm.
2: can you look like at even the map that... that he has on his phone and go oh i know where that is oh yeah because i'm such an expert no i was actually going to say the
1: the The scene in specific that looks genuinely like Vancouver is the part where the guy's kayaking on the river. I know, I know where that is. Um, okay. We went over there, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a really good depiction of what Vancouver, BC looks like. It's impressive. Yeah.
2: So we start out in Chinatown, mm-hmm. and we just have we I don't even, we don't even have a name for our main character, Mm-mm. but it's basically like his no good, very bad day. And he's on some mission to get to this person's house.
1: This person who we have no idea what the connection is. All we know is that he's taking various different ways to uh, get to this location. And
2: Well,
0: not various different, uh, just one I'm bus. i to
2: call this guy Benedict Wong.
0: He, the cover page reminds <laughs> me heavily of him. Mm-hmm. I
2: think
1: it's intentional.
0: Yeah.
2: It's just a you know, if they put Samuel L. Jackson in as Nick Fury, like, we want you to play this character. Uh, yeah. Yeah, even so at the end of having... the
0: issue, we've got no real information about what's going on or who any of these we've characters got are. We've
2: a little bit of information.
1: All we really know is that he is a particular individual who really strongly believes in his morals. He believes in them to a point where it may be a bit of a fault. Um, even when he does have normal you know, emotions, he still tries to not let them get the better of him. He believes in being polite, um, doing the right thing, even if it means at the expense of his own comfort. And he wants to put that out into the world. Uh, mm-hmm. The individual that he's trying to meet is this Mary Sullivan, I think is what it was, when yes. he knocks on the door yeah um the scene that stands out to me is the crushing of the pigeon Yeah. yeah I thought that was really interesting
2: yeah the mercy killing but it also makes him very late for saving these people exactly or you know I don't know if he's there to save I don't think if you're there to kill somebody you're gonna go uh hi I'm coming into your house out in the middle of nowhere I'm looking for Mary Sullivan well, no, but, I mean,
1: I, I think that this is more that he could be, like, a private investigator, or... Yeah. Well, maybe we have somebody to work with to the information that
2: we're given. And yeah. he's looking at his phone, and there's something about uh, accusers of somebody named Andrews. I uh, thought that was FBI... just being
0: very meta about the Prince Andrew investigation. Yeah. Tying into the maybe. Jeffrey Epstein case. But
2: FBI say sex trafficking case is open... Uh, the accusers of this person have disappeared. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to disappear in their own home. We brought the... We brought the paintbrush out already. Don't do that.
0: <laughs> mm. uh, it's fine just missed that completely.
2: Yeah. So, I feel like if that's something that gets highlighted, it has to be relevant. And that the guy that he runs into in the grocery store convenience store is the same guy that did this torturing so he Mm -hmm. already knows who did all of this yeah very present um but he's not a guy that's afraid to do a mercy killing or anything like that like he takes out the pigeon with the broken wing well it's less
1: so that sequence to me is more about the highlighting of like what you had said like it's it's the one of the things that made him late to arriving there it's something that is going to show that even if he doesn't believe in or doesn't want to do it he still believes that it's his duty to do the right thing and maybe he personally feels is going to feel a sense of responsibility for what has happened here and that's what's going to move the plot forward i think that that's what that is
2: yeah yeah, it, de- it definitely seems like it's setting up for these two guys to face off. And maybe there yeah. will be some road bumps along the way. But these um, guys are going to have to meet again. The
1: cover for the next issue that is shown in the back of the book uh, shows a, what I'm uh, assuming is a white dude uh, with like a fur coat, I believe. And yeah. there's not really any clarification about what that is. But I mean, it's it's this Benedict Wong character outside of uh, a building, just kind of staring. Um, yeah. This is definitely well, not the guy who his... did the killing, but...
2: What? It doesn't look like the guy that did the killing. He's got, like, the same No, no, kind of no, no. hairstyle. Uh, it could be his handler. It could be just a guy he goes to for information.
1: Maybe. We're obviously not privy to a lot of information here, but that's mm-hmm. not necessarily a bad thing, and that's one of the things that's going to keep us engaged. You know what I was kind of reminded of in some ways? john wick i see some
0: comparison yeah
1: not about the backstory or anything like that more about how the scenes are set up here you know there's a lot of building up there's a lot of open wide views of all of the settings going on there's a lot of rain pouring down it just I, i i mostly think about the cinematography in that regard but yeah
2: Yeah, kind of the in between just taking things in
3: Mm -hmm.
2: like that's all really a whole page for him to walk up to the house when he finally gets to the bus stop Mm -hmm. and there's two panels just to show a frog
1: to show a frog
2: he's walking up he sees a frog it says ribbit he keeps walking he finally gets to the house
1: Yeah, right. but those are small pages. I feel like the panels... I think Just the atmosphere just... building. Yeah, mm-hmm. at that point. I don't think it's meant to really highlight anything in specific.
2: Oh, I know, I'm just saying, like, it it slows down to kind of take in the atmosphere.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that that's why it makes the delivery a lot, like, so strong, honestly, with what happens at the house.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right.
0: Yeah. Another thing I think was Uh-oh. effective is the fact that the issue was for... The most part silent.
3: Yeah, and
0: yeah. the only dialogue we actually had didn't contribute to any sort of plot.
2: No, not really. Yeah, we don't get any dialogue till page five, and at that point, it was like, oh, this is it's just a very like, quiet issue.
0: Sort of conversation like, oh, you should get an umbrella. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Just very mundane sort of things you'll say to someone on a bus.
1: Small talk. Yeah, yeah, basic stuffs. Um. Yeah, I mean this is this is an example of not much to talk about but the things that you do want to talk about you're like oh okay this is interesting and it's engaging you know
0: the the murder page was very graphic
1: very brutal yeah broken fingers broken light bulbs inside of their stomach yeah um yeah it was a lot
3: lovely stuff (laughs)
1: Very, very intense. Um, we don't have to linger too much on it. Do you guys want to do ratings?
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, I'll give it an this... eight points.
2: I, I like this more than... Uh... I don't... You go first. Eight point I...
0: five. It was good, but there, there was no plot. But it was very well done and I did enjoy it. I don't know. It's hard to rate something like this.
2: There's, you know, there's all the bits and pieces of information that you have to glean from what you see, Mm -hmm. and it definitely sets up. You know, you want to find out what it all means and what's going on. So the mystery definitely gets set up here. Uh, So I I was going to go with an eight point five. I liked it more than We Have Demons.
1: I'm gonna give it a nine.
2: Yeah, That's high praise.
1: It is. I think it's a good book. I think it's a strong issue. It's only on getting board. a nine it... because of Vancouver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that there's a lot to uh, gain from this. I think that this is an example of how a lot of comic books should be done. Um, I think that allowing the artist to just be free about their creativity has uh, delivered quite a bit to it. I mean, I feel the dampness, the feelings of frustration that this character has. I'm definitely curious to see what would happen moving forward. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not perfect, but I definitely loved this first issue. And I'm definitely big into crime comics right now. So this is hell yeah for me.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: All right, uh, shall we move on to Firepower number 16? Yes. Cool. Uh, Firepower 16, Kirkman, Samney, moving right along with the plot about these uh, serpents who have the ability to possess people by biting them. Um. I almost
2: fast through this arc.
1: I was just going to say that this is... Yeah. This
0: whole book seems to be moving very fast and not really taking a moment to breathe.
1: Yeah. I was talking to my, one of my, the, one of the shop owners, uh, the shop that I go to, one of the owners, um, and we both have the same complaint about like the really unbelievable nature of conversation between characters mm-hmm. uh, in Kirkman books, and that's definitely enhanced in this. This oh, is yeah. still fun, <laughs> you know, but it's just, Isn't this what you've always wanted to do, honey? Yes, but not while there is a fire fighting
2: kung fu downstairs, honey. Oh, very standard stuff. There was a time I was sure I would die by your hand. Now I must settle for simply dying by your side.
1: It's just so... Clunky?
2: Ham-fisted. Yeah, it's very
1: B-movie-like script. And And I think uh, back
0: to the, the prelude trade. And that was so good.
1: It really was.
0: Like, yeah, that it took the moments to breathe. He had the panels where he was just sort of sat meditating, and it really built an atmosphere and built a mystery. And I enjoyed the first half of this series, and then I feel as it's gone on, I've kind of lost yeah. interest more and more. Each I'm issue.
3: still,
1: I'm still interested in what's going on with the serpents because I find that more intriguing than the conflict between clans uh but i definitely find myself kind of teetering off at a lot of points now i I just just feel feel like
0: like it should have taken longer to get to this point
1: agreed i think that they could have lingered on some parts a lot better than others kirkman has a pacing issue sometimes i think that the show for walking dead did a really good job of what they did with shane um i liked how long they took on that instead of just killing them off in issue five like the way they did in the original yeah. series which
3: <clears throat> yeah
1: it's fine for a story arc because in comics you get the trade you get the one two three four five boom oh
2: but they were just uh. so enamored with the charisma of uh the punisher That's seriously like, we need you to we need you to stick around a bit longer
1: Oh, to be fair, though, that guy just plays the same character every single movie, where is just yeah. like, "Yeah, absolutely, I'm going to do a thing." You have to think about your heart being stamped on the floor because your wife is but, stomping he, on but your he's feet.
0: He's got damn good hair.
2: In uh, Ford v Ferrari, I I never saw it, so I don't know. All right. I feel like uh, while
0: we complain about um, undiscovered country just spinning its wheels and not going anywhere, this feels like it's going to too many just, places too fast.
2: Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Undiscovered Country is just so high-concept abstract, whereas this is Kung yeah.
1: Fu. Is it really uh, that high-abstract? I mean, realistically, it's got a fucking, like... <laughs> there's a Crossroads demon, which is really coolly designed, that is talking to George Washington and, like, you Susan B. Anthony on a American boat to make... Yeah, next, It's not that abstract. It's just really... It's like it's a if... Concept. <laughs> it's
2: I, undiscovered
1: what, country is if uh, a high school teacher who teaches American history had the freedom to write a comic book and was like trying to be really hip and
2: edgy oh, with yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah.
0: <sighs> if The Walking yeah. Dead was written at this pace, we'd already have introduced govern- Negan sixteen dead issues in. Yeah, yeah, the governor would be dead, and Negan would be bashing Glenn's brains in this issue.
2: Yeah, maybe. Uh, I want to point out that. As the invasion is just starting, uh, Owen, Kelly, and Lingzon are all on the other island, figuring out that nobody is there. And in the time that the battle starts, to when it's getting full swing, they've chartered a plane to fly over the uh, monastery, skydive in, and then change into their battle costumes to fight and change the tide. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: I just again I look there's so many things to like about this series I just don't I think that there's a lot of grounds that they are attempting to cover really fast really hard and sometimes it's really nice to just be able to sit and breathe and drink in the art you know like don't get me wrong yeah. I love drinking the, the art sequences.
2: like uh like this right here these yeah. arms
1: oh, um, look at those arms what are they? It looks like beef bologna There's mashed yeah. other into a skin suit. That's
2: some, uh, that's some Rob Liefeld art right there. <laughs>
1: yeah, pretty much. I don't know. I don't want to say I'm disappointed, but I just...
0: Yeah, it's losing steam.
2: <laughs> it, I think it gets close to kind of on the comical side. Uh, yeah just this this last panel the ending
0: yeah he looks so Uh, cliche over the top
2: yeah cliche almost a weird characterization
1: yeah i don't know i i'm not joking when i say this i might end up hopping off this book just based on what happens in the next in the, the end of this arc
2: we'll see what happens I think, and it's probably... a shame
0: because I was really enjoying it early on.
2: Yeah, I think Me we're too. probably at like the midpoint of the series after this arc. I don't know how long they plan to go, but unless they start introducing like other clans and other beasts and things, I don't know what else there is to do. Like we've still got already the mystery attacked of the, dragon. the sanctuary, however, yeah. it, two times.
0: They should have really built up the conflict more and had more of a mystery there there
2: aren't even enough letters to print a whole page the the letter column goes to the middle of the third column and then they start on the RC coda and do that for the next two pages
0: Mm. I'll give it a 7
2: I liked it more than that Maybe like a seven and a
1: half. Um, I think it is worth about a seven. I would agree with that.
3: Yeah.
0: Dark Ages Number Two by Tom Taylor and Iban Coelho.
1: You know, I uh, I wanted to like this a lot more than I did. I really I liked it. Parts of it It was just okay to me
0: It kind of surprised I... me that the last issue Kind of felt like we were jumping Forward in time to a story But then this issue kind of backtracks On that
2: Oh yeah we gotta step back and kind of talk about what happened Leading up to this point And then we get <sighs> almost to that point
0: Yeah I've got an art complaint In the second panel Of Hawkeye and Taskmaster Laying on the floor dead Yeah, The arrows are in Taskmaster's back and the sword is in Hawkeye's back.
3: Did they both just
0: turn around so each other could
1: get them? (laughs) Yeah, that was a pretty lazy art choice.
2: I don't know. Um, Alright, you stab me. Alright,
1: you stab me? Yeah, okay. (laughs) So who's the
2: guy standing in front of the... uh... Truck. A couple pages later, that says there's another way. Kind of looks like Static Shock. Um, um,
1: he's a mutant. He has the ability to uh, teleport and heal people. I can't remember what his name is though.
2: Okay, doesn't matter too much. We nope, not really in this issue.
1: Nope. The um, majority of what I, happens here, honestly, doesn't really matter.
0: I liked the panel of cat pucking Someone saying there's a better way, son.
3: Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. i like older peter with his mr fantastic gray sides Mm
3: -hmm.
1: yeah i liked that too um i don't i think that this is a really good example of when marvel does an event or even whether it's big or small and just how much their oversight really just does ruin a lot and I just didn't think that this was that engaging. I didn't find it that much fun. I thought the art was honestly the best part of this, um even with the art complaints that oh, we do I, have here mm, and
0: there. I liked the Wolverines fighting the werewolves. Yeah, that, that was fun. Idea, you had Laura. Team ups is pretty interesting. Yeah, I just liked how you had Laura Dipper claws in silver. You had the other one with like the
2: stakes. Yeah. It was, so they it call was okay. her Wolverine. I don't know who this is. That's Honey Badger.
1: Josh
0: doesn't so know. that is. Wolverine
2: will know by now. So one of these ladies is Wolverine at this point.
0: L- yeah, the yeah, one that's... with the claws is Wolverine.
2: That's, that's what, what, what I was asking. Explain. I don't...
3: Okay, we're explaining so she to you. Was...
2: Okay, well I wasn't sure if you were talking about the one holding the fight stakes you. was Honey Badger.
3: Yeah.
0: No, Laura... Um... Mm-hmm laura was wolverine for a couple of years during the all new or different stuff it was written by tom taylor
1: yeah and then honey badger is like the clone of x23 she's something or other yeah okay she's grown up now so it's it's a very deep cut if you're a fan of tom if you if you read tom taylor stuff you know that character is and it's it's cool um I find the concept of how life got better because no techno- no electricity ridiculous mm. and asinine. Yeah. I think it's old hippy-dippy-dumb bullshit. It's the same mentality as, like, the Day of the Earth Stood Still remake where they're just like, I know, let's just get rid of everything that's electrical. That'll cure all of the problems. As if, like, that. let's just forego all of the people who have, like, pacemakers or, uh, you know... Any kind of electronic devices inside of their body to help them maintain a quality of life, or the people who need an iron lung, or the people who yeah. need chemotherapy, or literally any but of those after things. That, Fuck them.
2: Well, they did say that, like, how many? Seven billion people died.
1: That's like the entirety of the planet. So
2: billions of lives were lost. So it really cut down on the number of lives, and people moved away from the cities, and now oh, the Earth is coming back.
1: Yep, but none of the heroes. And we found I mean, new ways to Hawkeye work with died.
2: chemicals. We found new ways to work with Stop chemicals. In the back. Bioluminescence. I
1: just... I don't know. I mean, I get the idea, and I get that it's trying to move, like, the universe-world plot thing along, but I'm just like... It's, a, it's kind of a weak concept at this point. I was kind of hoping for more, honestly, and now that the plot is that Apocalypse wants to take control of the Unmaker, the yeah, Pacemaker. of maker, course he does. The... It's so in character. I don't care about if it's in character. I care about how interesting the plot is. I mean, the interesting part is getting him to make Purple Man control all of these people. But, Purple like... Man. Why? And why is the Purple Man not trying to control Apocalypse?
2: Or is he controlling Apocalypse? It's just... I don't know.
0: Can he, he control Apocalypse? Apocalypse's
2: mind is mine, too strong.
0: Apocalypse is blue is that relevant
1: no so what do you get if
0: you mix purple and blue together
1: um blue is a
0: primary color
2: anyway
1: do you want me to go into an art class and then go ask these questions for you sean is that what would you like me to what you would like me to do yeah okay i'm proud of you okay um, I didn't like this. I didn't like this at all. I liked the art, but that's pretty much it.
3: I'm going to give um, it an 8.
1: I'm going to give it a 5.
2: 7. 7.25. I'll read another issue, but... I'm not going to like it. It's just okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, how many issues is this supposed to be? 6. Five? 6. All right. Well, we've only focused on... And we focused on most of the characters on the cover. We didn't see I mean, uh, Miles or uh, Sue.
1: That's what I'm saying is like none of that really matters.
2: Like we're just glossing all over everything and just being like,
1: Wee, Who cares? I guess we gotta ke-
2: play catch up until we get back to that point. The we'll cover for guess. the next issue doesn't even really make sense because they they already have Tony start brainwashed. Why do they need to rip him out of the Iron Man suit?
1: Who the hell knows? <laughs> Fucking Marvel. Um Amazing Spider Man seventy five by Zeb Wells and Pat Gleason. Um this is you the first do... issue Carol. This is the first issue in the Beyond chapter, uh focusing on Ben Riley as Spider Man, uh working with Beyond Corporation. What's up?
0: You don't normally like Zeb Wells.
1: No, I really usually don't, but I actually really enjoyed this.
0: Yeah, I like this.
1: Yeah, I thought it was good.
0: Didn't Zeb Wells write something else to Spider-Man, and you said that was quite good as well?
1: Uh, surprisingly, yeah. Um, there was a... It wasn't King and Black.
0: Second. Okay, it's all on me now. Tyler's gone. <sighs>
2: pressure. Um, and he's back. It was a... <laughs>
1: Individual issue, I think it was a one-shot in the Amazing Spider-Man stuffs, um, but that's all I can really think of, and I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Um, it wasn't a King in Black issue. No, that was, the no, that was McKay McKay. That thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, this was fun. I, I, I enjoyed this. I think that there's uh, a lot of growth with this concept, and I really like the idea of this you know team working together to uh work on a spider-man story so pat gleason's art gets better every time i see it absolutely this is getting much more um matured over time yeah yeah is this still kind of a weird concept like spider-man story that is a little goofy yeah but i mean it's still fun
0: this kind of just feels like it's spinning its wheels until the next writer takes over uh, a
1: little bit, yeah. Um, this is how can I put this? Because this is dependent on uh, setup, setup for what's going on with this universe. You have to, you know, read something beforehand and then enjoy this. Um, you know, the back matter story issue of uh, the the, more, the the previous Spider Man issue sets up into this just oh, a I little bit, not a lot, but just a little bit. You don't really need to read it to understand what's going on, but it'll help you enjoy it a little bit more. It's just kind of, eh. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean,
0: Darren?
1: I like seeing P and MJ back together. Me too. Yeah. Um, I liked that they're having Peter have a lot of conflict with himself and try to, like, avoid a lot of the confrontation with it. Um, And then having MJ say, you really just need to sit down and, like, deal with this at some point. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, it's kind of apparently, it's very apparent to me how they're going to be moving this forward, which is going to be, oh, Peter has radiation poisoning and that's why he's going to take a hiatus
2: for a little Uh-oh. bit. And then, and
0: then MJ dies because of the radioactive semen.
2: <laughs> God, but damn, it really? Was. It was just and like then, a piece of plutonium that was put under her bed. To make then her
0: we're back it to them not being together again.
1: It's the the, sp- the semen was inside of us all along.
0: The return of Joe Casada. <laughs> um these two backup stories didn't really do anything for me
1: um which one did i read i know i read one of them i can't remember which one it was though and i don't i think that kind of speaks to it i don't remember yeah. either of them <laughs> yeah not well, important I'm, honestly in the grand scheme of things
0: i'm definitely gonna read a bit more of the beyond event and i hope it leads into something interesting that i can continue picking up
1: I mean, it probably will. It sounds like gone. it's coming out pretty regularly.
2: He's still here.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I hope it leads into like something interesting after the Beyond event. Sure. Like when the um, next main I writer thought... takes over, I hope it's someone I'm excited for. Yeah. And not a hack like Donny Cakes or Chip <laughs> Um, I
1: mean, it, it was fun. I'll, I'll give it a 7.5.
0: Yeah, I was going to say a 7.5 as well.
1: Issue 75, 7.5.
0: It was fun, but nothing groundbreaking.
1: No, not really. Um, art's still amazing, though. I loved that. Yeah. Um, we can move on. Uh, let's uh, go on to Arkham City: The Order of the World Number One by Dan Waters and Danny.
0: I told you to read this. Hmm. Did you like it?
1: I loved the art in this. I thought the storytelling was unique. Um, we've read something by Dan waters before. What was it?
0: It was the, um, songs of the lost children. One shot from, um, the last God.
1: That's what it was. You know what this reminded me of? Um, it reminded me of a mixture of, uh, Gotham central with, uh, the Arkham asylum book from years ago,
0: a serious house from a serious earth.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I the, I, I really like this.
0: The artwork in this reminds me of a mix between Frank Miller and Tim Sale.
1: I feel like that's an insult for you.
0: Good Frank Miller, not bad Frank Miller.
1: Oh, okay. Fair enough.
0: And um, it, it suited the style of story.
1: It's, yeah, it did.
0: It's a very dark noir story, very messy and ugly. When reading this I had the same feeling inside as when you were playing the Arkham Asylum game and listening to the patient tapes. And I believe there's one patient tape where, like, I think it's Zaz follows a doctor home or something. Mm -hmm. And that's, listening to that tape, I had the same feeling as when I was reading this.
1: Yeah, okay, fair enough. I can see that, I can see that. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I was pleasantly surprised by this. I didn't think I was going to you know, enjoy it, but you really sold me on it. So I was like, okay, I picked
0: it up because the cover, the cover was so cool.
1: I mean, I just didn't realize that Danny was going to be the one illustrating it. I knew Dan, uh, waters was going to be someone that I enjoyed based off of that one shot, but what's Danny um,
0: done before?
1: I mean, outside of that one shot, I have no idea at all. Yeah. No,
0: Danny. I mean the artist. Oh,
1: um, Danny has, is the artist who did the miracle Molly secret origin. And I, that was my pick of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really good. Oh, she also um, did the
0: Lolo Woods, the um,
1: uh, the Hill
0: House miniseries.
1: Okay, cool. Hell yeah!
0: I don't think I finished right. that. I didn't. I need either. to go. I need to go back. The first three issues were really cool.
1: I need to go finish basketful of heads.
0: You do. Um, I ordered one of Joe Hill's novels the other day. That's going to be the next book I read. Which one? Uh, heart-shaped
1: box oh okay right on uh i think i'm gonna read nose for a2 uh next
0: that's on my list i saw a reddit post on the stephen king subreddit saying like oh what's everyone's opinion on joe hill and one of the comments was just like heart uh, shape heart-shaped box scariest book i've ever read and i was like okay amazon ordered (laughs) boom sold
3: yeah
1: love it
0: that's all we have to say um go ahead what I was going to say ratings. Oh, ratings. I'm going to give this a nine. Really? It was really good. Oh, one other thing I want to mention. The design of the ten-eyed man was creepy as fuck.
1: It was. It was very unique. Um, I'm actually not that familiar with that character, but I really like that.
0: The bit where they were like, oh, they took the jaw. They managed to get the jaw out of someone's body without ripping the skin. Mm Mm-hmm. That was just creepy as fuck.
1: That was intense. Um, I think I'll give it like an 8.5. Um, it definitely hit all of the notes that I really like. I'm definitely curious about reading the rest of it. I'm, I'm kind of subscribed to it, but no real complaints. Uh, I just think that as far as like perfection goes, um, not, not perfect, but God damn, it was a good issue. Yeah, it just No, nah, felt... you know what? I'll give it an 8.75. I'll give it an 8.75, yeah.
0: It felt refreshing to have a Gotham book that's not focusing on Batman or the usual bad guys.
1: Yeah, no, I feel you. This, like, this Mad Hatter was... pops up
0: in here and uh, Professor Pig, but apart from that, I didn't recognize any of the characters.
1: Uh, Not even Ratcatcher?
0: Oh, yeah, Ratcatcher, of course. I forgot about that.
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. We can move on. Uh, you guys go ahead and take over for this do next you, one. Do you want to pause and then come back later? Me? No. We can finish yeah. up. Let's go.
0: Um. All right. This was. Yeah. We're gonna
2: talk about Joker a puzzle box. Yeah. Uh, it number three. Well, oh, Sean hadn't said anything about what we were gonna talk about.
0: Oh, um yeah, I was too busy dealing with the whiplash of going from a really good book to this. Yeah, it, it, it just feels kind of pointless. Interesting parts. Uh, yeah, there are a few good bits throughout, but overall, I just kind of think it's a bit lackluster.
2: Yeah, once again, we have a title page for the first story, but not the second story. So the second story doesn't get a name.
0: Um, on the yeah. digital version the second story is called um, Madness at the Mountain
2: makes sense um, I like this happens twice in this comic where they have the mirror in the interrogation room where they have one half of Two-Face and yeah. then in the mirror you can see the other half of his I face. like that
0: that was a nice little touch um, I've got to be honest. I think I'm dropping this book.
2: Well, you're you're reading it digitally, so it's not like you really need to get the physical copy. Yeah. Um, there's all sorts of hints here at different things. I'm gonna be cutting out all the sound, here, not, so don't worry. You know, they keep okay. saying this doesn't add up. This doesn't add up. I need to make some food. I agree.
0: Yeah, there are a lot of contradictions in the story being told and the actual stuff in the cell. Yeah. Because for Uh, one, Mambat is clearly alive.
2: Yeah. Um, So in the first story, Two-Face says it didn't seem like the Joker took anything from his apartment at the time. Uh, I don't know how uh, Deathstroke is going to get caught off guard. Like, oh, that car over there is definitely going to come crashing into me. Like he's the kind of guy that would know that kind of stuff is coming up. Yeah, I don't know why, but I
1: just think that your bagel obsession is Uh, cute.
2: And that is able to get the slip on Deathstroke again, shooting him in the back. But then Batman comes in here and kicks Two Face's ass,
3: knocks him down, then kicks him from the back of the the head, basically curb
2: stomps him, walks in, and Riddler sends his regards and then drives off in his car. Yeah, that was sounds like Batman.
0: Yeah. It really does. You can imagine Kevin Conroy saying that. Yeah. But yeah, it's... There's interesting bits in here, but I do just feel like the story... I'm just not really enjoying it.
2: Yeah, I'm
1: honestly confused
2: about why Um, you guys are still reading it. So we get the news that Bachman is a plant. He worked for Two-Face, but now he works for somebody else.
0: Oh, yeah, I completely forgot about that.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, is he working for the Joker? Is Riddler still alive and he's working for the Riddler?
2: Who knows? This is a seven-issue thing. We're on issue three. I don't know if we're supposed to have figured anything out by now. Like I you said, know. Man-Bat is killed in the volcano, and somehow he's in the jail cell, basically getting everybody to... Uh, Calm the fuck down.
0: You know it's bad when a feral creature is the voice of reason.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they're all gonna listen to Man-Bet. Everyone respects him.
0: I mean, he's an A-list villain, isn't he?
2: Sure. (laughs) Even Mr. Freeze is like, "Oh, I'm not gonna mess with this guy. Whatever.
0: I'm going to give it a six.
2: Uh, I'm not going to give it much better than that. Maybe a six and a half. I Mm -hmm. might switch to just reading it digitally.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, all of the digital parts are out by now, right?
0: Um, Yeah. Are they?
2: Yeah. Yeah?
0: Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Um. The most recent part is nine.
2: Out of 14?
0: I don't know. Say no more. Okay, uh... <laughs> Batman number 114 by James Simon Fourth and Jorge
1: Jimenez. <clears throat> Yet another example of where the art is so incredibly strong and the story is going in a direction that I actually really like, and I'm still really sad that this is ending, but I really uh, enjoy every bit of interaction that happens uh, here. And I love the structuring of panels, especially the uh, double splash page with Batman. The artwork is great. Loved it. Um, it's definitely an improvement upon the last two issues, which I felt were kind of just, like, moving along. Yeah, I felt
0: like this issue, something actually happened. There was actual plot progression. Hmm. This is ending at 118? Yes, or
1: 117. I think it's 117. not remember.
2: Okay.
1: Something like that, you know?
3: Yeah, so
0: um, three, three more issues, and then a... Um,
1: epilogue issue i like that this is actually utilizing all of these characters the way that they are i understand that this is an event that is going to be tied into a lot of the other books right now but i just think it's doing a really good job um i mean i wish i could tell you that there was a lot more going on here outside of like miracle molly makes a discovery about what scarecrow is trying to do that scarecrow forces sean mahoney into a fight with peacekeeper x and there's some discoveries about what's going to be happening in the next couple of issues but the thing that's highlighted to me is the fight between the peacekeepers which i think is fucking brutal and i think the part where nakano is actually like crying uh about i'm sorry not Mary nakano the other one um thank you um is like Big crying over what happens with it yeah
3: hmm.
1: uh it's interesting it's just interesting to see characters like that have humanity in that regard i don't know why i just i liked that um you know what this kind of reminded me of it reminded me of uh mask of the phantasm when they're chasing batman uh with the helicopter and they're shooting at him it has that kind of similar yeah vibes I to it
0: do you kind of see that
1: yeah um, outside of that, there really isn't too much to speak on with this. It's a, it's, it's a dramatic improvement upon the last couple of issues.
3: Yeah.
0: I still kind of think it's, it feels a bit like a Snyder book where it's gone big and explosive.
1: I and beg to differ just because I feel like a Snyder book is too explosive and big. I agree. This feels...
0: Yeah, it's just it just feels like a downgrade from his Detective Comics run.
1: Okay, fair enough. I mean, I haven't read a whole lot of that run, so I mean, I can't speak too much on it. Terrible. I know, I am. I'm sorry. Um, let's give it some ratings.
0: I'm gonna go with a seven point five.
1: I'm gonna go with an eight. I think that the fight between peacekeepers was interesting enough, um, that it kept me engaged and I, I really enjoyed how this doesn't just feel like another build up towards the big final, you know one you know, final finale issue. Um better than the last two, like I said. Yeah. And finally we are gonna talk about Nice House on the Lake number five by James Tiny and the Fourth and Alvaro Martinez. Alright.
0: One so, thing I want to uh, get so... out of the way first is on the cover we skipped a symbol.
2: You bitch. That's what I was gonna say.
0: <laughs> I thought, oh I've noticed a little detail this time. I'm gonna I'm yeah, I'm so proud of myself. And of course yeah, Josh oh, spotted it as well.
2: <laughs> yeah, we skipped over the writer. Which I was like, okay, this is just supposed to be the writer. No, it's not. Uh, very interesting backstory for uh, the astronomer.
0: Yeah, Walter revealed himself to her many moons ago. Her
2: memories. He like went inside of her to make her forget. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do.
1: Okay, <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Marking down inappropriate joke. Yeah. So I got cancelled last right. episode,
0: and you're getting cancelled this episode.
2: <laughs> Just
1: reach inside to make them forget. <sighs>
2: <sighs> yeah. There's some. I don't really care for this kind of foreshadowing, where it's like. There was a lot I didn't remember, but we wouldn't understand that until later. Those were the early days. We were just starting. I don't know. It's just the same kind of lines that you always see where they're trying to foreshadow like but we didn't know everything at that point. It was only until later that we really learned. Blah blah blah.
1: I mean it it's a different packaging of that same structured line. I don't really have an opposition towards it because I feel like I trust Tinyan. Um, and a lot of these opening pages seem to have a lot of stuff like that. Uh, so, I mean, I'm kind of accustomed to it at this point.
0: Yeah. The opening pages are very like somber and reminiscent.
3: Yeah. (sighs) Yeah.
2: I mean, in these pages, Walter is almost having a crisis himself because he's like, I need to pick people. But, like, I picked these guys, but then you came along, and you're a better fit than all of them. And now I'm probably going to want to put all sorts of other people in here.
3: Yeah.
2: It's that so conflict that he runs into with... With himself and... Humanity. He's just along for the ride.
0: This issue focused on the person a lot less.
2: Yeah, we're finally... Focusing on the mystery and the arc yeah. is coming to an end after the next issue.
0: Yeah, we got a few months long it's break. Hiatus. Yeah. Um, Which,
1: whatever. I mean, we can if we waited three years for saga. Fuck it.
2: And just about every secret is being revealed from everyone. Uh. Rick is still like on the side of Walter. And only uh, the uh, artist knows, because she followed him into the forest.
3: Mm.
2: That's. I think everything else is basically put on the table by everybody.
0: Yeah, because um, it's revealed that one of the characters found the other house on the lake.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And they go there, and they try shooting it, they try blowing it up, and they find out that the statues around them have their symbols on it. So they all touch the symbols
1: and then make a claim or a request. Yeah.
0: And they asked and um, Reggie comes running out of the house.
1: I mean, uh... I'm just going to get this out of the way and just say, I just feel like this issue is kind of less exciting for me considering how, how great the last issue was. I don't know. I really like this.
0: Was um, the last... Yeah, the last issue was for Comedian, wasn't it? Yes. But that was an exceptionally good issue.
1: Yeah. It was a really good uh, issue.
0: Yeah. I on feel like
1: whiteboard...
0: I... I can't fault this one for not being as amazing as that, when it's still very, very
3: good.
2: On the whiteboard, uh, the accountant symbol doesn't look right. Because on the front, we have a basically a percentage sign. Uh, oh, yeah. But the whiteboard looks more like scales
1: well i'm sorry it isn't to your liking josh joshua. joshua
0: but at the end the the percentage sign is on the statue
2: yeah so i don't know what's up with that uh they basically said uh everything about uh everyone's su- suspicions about where they are yeah <laughs> plus some other things like hollow earth no
0: flesh tornado yeah.
2: ultra Ultra-terrestri- terrestrial ultra terrestrial no david
1: um as far as the structuring of the story goes i thought it was interesting that i mean how many issues is this in this is five and we're already kind of moving towards some uh, some discoveries i feel like that that means that these discoveries that are being shared right now aren't nearly as impactful as the ones that we're going to get yeah. in the future So, yeah, well, I mean, we we start
2: in the first issue and then we got to branch out. Everyone goes their own way and then we got to come back together for the end of the arc and then the start of the next arc, we can branch out again because it looks like things really go to shit. I mean, based on the first four pages that we get in each issue.
3: Yeah.
1: Eh. I don't know. I'm I'm not opposed to this issue necessarily. I just think that the last issue was so much better and I just was a little underwhelmed by this
2: issue. This is kind of the issue that I've been waiting for, where you know everyone shares their information, and the story moves ahead. We solve some mysteries. Sure. Hmm. I'm
0: okay. gonna give it a nine. It's high praise. It's still the best book uh, I'm reading every month.
2: Eight point seven five for me. Uh, oh, I just remembered another thing that I wanted to point out. On the uh, second page, where we have this spread, and we're at uh, whose house? Runs house. house? Or we're at Norm's house. I can't remember, but if you look at the art in the background, the art, the art table with some of the art, it looks like those statues from all around the property have been drawn.
0: Oh yeah, I see that.
2: On what page? Uh, second page, uh, when Reg is trying to take Norm away, uh, if you look at the art table in the back, uh, there's a couple finished paintings off to the left of that, that look like the statues that we see all around the, uh, property.
1: Yeah, you're right. Interesting. I wonder... That's interesting.
2: So, either Nora or Reggie knows, well, Reggie knows more, because Reggie knows that they can, uh... Save the world at the end of the comic.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, something. All right. I'm gonna give it an eight. Um, still fun, still loving it.
2: Yeah. Did I say eight point seven five? You did.
1: Yes. That's what I gave. Mm
2: -hmm. Cool beans.
1: I don't know. I don't think that this is a bad issue. I just, uh, I don't know. I I just really enjoyed the last issue. I think there's a lot of things to love about this uh, issue. The thing that I will say is my favorite part about this is the back matter, like, flashback uh, with taking away Nora and then having the conversation with Reggie. I thought that that was really cool. And I like the little uh, bits of flair in the backdrop, like the guy wearing the uh, Capsule Core logo or the Interview with the Vampire DVD on the table. Stuff like that, you know?
3: It's...
0: It is a masterpiece of a book.
1: It is still a really good book. Yeah. Um, shall we do uh, shout-outs?
0: Yes, yeah, so I just had one this week. It was um, The Me, You Love, and the Dark number three. I don't really have anything new to add about it. It's still just continuing the story. It's good. It's very well written, but very simply done. Okay, fair enough. I can't fault it, but I also can't give it a high praise for doing something new and innovative. But
2: sure. And
3: then it's hitting bang. all
0: the right beats.
3: All right.
2: Josh, cool. um, the only thing I had was the last flight out, number two, and it's all right. Uh, it's Mark Guggenheim is one of the writers, co-creators. And the rest of the team is the team from radiant black. Uh, so it's issue two, uh, what to say? It, it is kind of, it reminds me somewhat, um, about we live, but it's with adults and you're working your way through this kind of poke post-apocalyptic land. Uh, so it's interesting to see what they do with those themes. Uh, but the ending of this issue is just kind of falls a little flat uh it's almost funny uh how flat it lands where the guy has basically gone to find his daughter in chicago with 24 hours until the last ship flies off of earth that he has designed he is basically the pilot for that ship they can get off without him but they really need him because he created this whole thing he's like tony stark and they go to Chicago to find his daughter because she's not on the flight. And they go to find her and they, they end up finding her at this uh, foundation to save Earth. And she's like, I'm not leaving. What the hell did he tell you guys? Because he's hired all these mercenaries to help him get to her. And the mercenaries are just like, what the fuck did we sign up for? Mm. What the fuck do we do now? Interesting. Yeah, so that's interesting. They seem to be trying to do like... Uh, jonathan hickman-esque stuff because there's emails and uh government statements and things like that interlaced between uh i'm hoping in the next issue it really kind of kicks into the actual story now that we've gotten to this point because there's five or six issues and we're second issue in
1: funny that you actually say that because that's actually what i was going to say about my shout out which was uh magic number seven um not necessarily a complaint. Actually, if anything, I think that it's more praise than anything because uh, it's been six issues of buildup and the main original first arc plot. Uh, but it's really leading up to the ultimatum, uh, which is there's a cult inside of the city of Ravnica that worships this old god that's basically an elder god.
3: Mm.
1: And they've been trying to battle the cult, but nobody really believes them um a war breaks out in the city they think that they've won but then they realize that this comet that's been in the background of every single issue that everyone's kind of just been ignoring is actually the god so now it's (laughs) crashing into the city and that's what's going to be happening in the next issue which i actually really like i thought that jed mckay did a really good job here um i think that it's really challenging to try to build on a world that's already been pre-established for a card game but i think it's 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 being done really well yeah yeah I don't think it's worth, (laughs) I don't think this is worth $5, but Ooh. yeah, it's issue seven and it's worth $5 and I just don't think that it is. I I think that's a bad choice from Boom, but yeah, yeah, that's my shout out.
0: Well, they're just cashing in on the hype, aren't they?
1: Yeah, probably, I guess. Boom have sold Um... over a
0: million copies combined of two different comics this year. They, they're on a power trip. They don't care. Yeah, they'll charge they're, what they're they want out
2: for blood. They're releasing that ba- comics lunch.
0: they will release a variant of something's killing children. is made of solid gold, and it will yeah. sell like hot.
1: Yeah. Um. Shall we do picks of the week?
2: Yeah.
0: Mine. I think the best thing I read this week was "Nice House on the Lake," but okay. the best book that I, or the book I really would recommend to people is "Arkham City: The New World okay. Order." Because it was just so, or The Order of the World, whatever it's called. Because it just, yeah, it hit all the right notes for a dark, noir crime
1: book.
2: Yeah. I Same. think, the, I don't I don't blame you at all. I'm on the fence between Nice House on the Lake, but, I mean, we've, reckon, we've recommended that book enough already. We, yeah. we recommend that every single week it comes out. Mm-hmm. I am always looking forward to that. It's going to be hard to go on that break.
0: Yeah, uh, but, they're gonna be just uh, shaking with
1: withdrawal
2: yeah yeah uh if i had to suggest something else it would be uh, a righteous thirst for vengeance
1: yeah that's gonna be my pick of the week as well it was very good yeah no it, it's it's something i didn't expect to enjoy i'm not that big a fan of the cover but i really enjoyed everything else about this
0: no
3: love for scott snyder this week
2: doing all of these scenes and that makes it better
3: hmm
1: yeah
0: The same way Berserk is just Keanu.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, basically, yeah. Um. So next week we've got Clear Number One by Scott Snyder and Francis Manapul, Maze Book Two, Ordinary Gods Four, The Amazing Spider-Man Issue Seventy Six, King Number Three, Batman the Impostor Number One, a Black Label book, uh, which is going to be written by Batman screenwriter Mattson Tomlin. Um. Batman Urban Legends, uh, Number Eight, the Fear State tie-in, Joker Eight. Justice League Last Ride number six, the last issue of Strange Adventures, Wahoo. and the last issue of <laughs> Superman and the Authority. Wahoo. And <laughs> that's what we're looking forward to next week. Uh, anything else you guys want to say before we start wrapping up?
2: Uh, I've got the conclusion of two different stories that you guys aren't reading uh, Compass and The Secret Land. So we'll see if those can stick the landing.
3: Cool.
1: All right. Well, that's our show. This has been the Comic Book Club episode for Cult Comics podcast. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher Breaker, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, all the podcast locations thanks to Anchor.fm. You can go to Anchor.fm slash Cult Comics, or you can go on to YouTube slash Cult Comics. Or if you want, you can even go on to patreon.com slash Cult Comics. Either way, you can go on there, give us a like, give us a subscribe, give us a share, give us a follow. But most importantly, if you give us a dollar, you're going to make Sean holler and cry about all of the ways that he's oppressed on 4chan, because that's where he goes on the insul. message. He probably goes to like 8chan why cuz of the qAnon conspiracies where we go where we go all
0: 16 chan
1: what is even that <laughs> what the hell me. even is that <laughs> daddy chill um if you do want to support us you can definitely go to any of those locations give us a share give us a like what any of those ways uh but most importantly just hang out have some fun chill out you know send feet pics you know not required to but i mean it helps out you know here and there. Every little you. helps. I just like to do comparisons. Yeah, you know, every 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 toe helps. Um, this has been the Cult of Comics Podcast. You can find me on TikTok uh at Tyler Brown is here. You can find these two lurking uh in different message boards. If you do see them out in the wild send a screenshot. I wanna see. Um, this is the Cult to Comics Podcast. Stay safe. Uh wear a mask, get vaccinated, don't be an idiot out there. Uh all hail and have an awesome rest of your day.